You are listening to The 1% Christian. This is the daily Bible study where we get together, we study God's Word, we take 1% of our day and we focus on Him, and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that God has given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio from Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. You can check us out at soh.church. As a matter of fact, why don't you consider coming down one Sunday? Uh, go there, get some directions. If you're within a couple hundred miles, it's worth the drive, I promise you. But you could also watch online. Again, it's soh.church, and you could actually download our mobile app there as well. So you could watch the services on there, uh, but you could also listen to this podcast on there. You can uh, download Get a free digital Bible. There's an online community that you can chat with, pray with. It's just, it, it's a must-have. And uh, if you are listening anywhere, you can get podcasts, like, share, subscribe, set your notifications so you don't miss anything, and invite folks to listen. Just say, hey, listening to a great Bible study, it's just 15 minutes a day or so. And uh, you should check it out. And it's amazing what happens when people get into the word, their life changes. So I hope you're blessed. We are continuing through John chapter 9 today. If you remember yesterday, we saw the man who was blind from birth and his encounter with Jesus. Jesus spits on the ground, takes the mud, wipes it in his eyes and tells him, go down to the pool of Siloam and uh, wash uh, wash your eyes out. And when he does, he can see. And he comes back looking for Jesus. Jesus is not uh, anywhere to be seen at that time. And everybody around him is asking, what happened? What happened? And he says, it was Jesus. And that was a point I wanted to make yesterday was that when God does amazing things in your life, don't be afraid to share it. Don't be afraid to share. And that's kind of the narrative for today as we see what happens and how this once again escalates. And it really, really, you know, I feel like when you're going through this, you see the Pharisees and you just want to put your hand on your head. But, you know, when we really get down to it, sometimes we make some of the same mistakes, right? We want, we want uh, to always be able to explain God. We always want to have things align with, you know, what we know as our, our traditions. And, uh, and sometimes God does things differently, right? So let's start with verse 13. They brought to the Pharisees, the man who had been blind. So now this man he's healed and they drag him over. They bring him over to the Pharisees. Verse 14 says, now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the eye, man's eyes was a Sabbath. Uh-oh. Jesus healed them on the Sabbath. We know how they feel about that. Verse 15. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he received his sight. He better not have been carrying a mat, too. He put mud in my eyes, the man replied, and I washed, and now I see. Verse 16. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God. He does not keep the Sabbath. This man is not from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. He just healed a man blind from birth. Okay, let's continue. Let's watch how this develops. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. So they're arguing amongst themselves. He's not of God. Well, how can, if he's not of God, how is he doing the things that he is doing? 
Then they turned again to the blind man and says, what do you have to say about him? It was your eyes that he opened. And the man replied, he is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and received his sight until then, uh, uh, until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? So they're thinking that it's a setup, right? They're thinking that Jesus is basically probably sending this guy uh, to make up some stuff to get everybody to believe. No, that's the type of stuff that they did. That's not the type of stuff that Jesus did, right? So that now they send for this guy's parents because they want proof that he was born blind. Let's see what the parents do. How is it then that he can see? Verse 20, we know he is our son. <laughs> we know this. We know he's our son. I hope so. The parents answered. And we know he was born blind, but how he can see now or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He'll speak for himself. So they, they throw him right over there. And the reason why they did it says in verse 22, his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was a Messiah was, would be put out of the synagogue. That is why the parents said he is of age. Ask him. So they already decided. So it, they go into this already deciding that anybody who sides with Jesus is out. Is this not reflective in a way of how we approach our beliefs and ideologies theologically, politically, right? We, we have a world right now that is going and, and it's not worse now than it was then. It, it's not, listen, this is a broken human condition that says anybody who disagrees with me is a moral monster. I must hate them who disagree with me. And I hope that those who are watching this, listening to this, what I try to do, because it's very hard sometimes, because there's people that say things that really I don't like and do things that I don't like. It's hard to love people through that. Actually, you can love people. It's hard to like people sometimes. But they already went into the situation saying, hey, whoever's with Jesus is out. So there is no winning in this conversation. Their mind is already made up. So my prayer for you and for me is that when we go in and we talk to people, maybe that even have opposing viewpoints of us, that we don't go in with our mind already made up. Or if we are going to stand firm in our convictions, which, okay, that we're not casting people out because they disagree with us. That's just not the way to go. That's not the heart of God going into a situation. Amen. So his parents, that's why they, he's, they said, he is of age, ask him. And a second time they summoned the man. So they bring the man back who had been blind and said, give glory to God by telling the truth. And now, now they're trying to guilt him into it. You, you know, basically saying without saying, this, you know, what you're saying is not true about Jesus. So give God glory. And if this man wasn't confident in what he believed, he might be like, ah, oh, you know, Maybe I don't want to, I don't want to go against God, but look what they said. Give God the, give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, we know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know is that I was blind, 
but now I see. They see the fruit of Jesus's work there. So obviously this does not make them happy. Then they ask him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have already told you and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? And they are interrogating him, hoping for a break in their story, right? This is kind of a classic interrogation technique. I'm going to ask the same question a couple of times and let's see if you answer it differently. But this, he doesn't. And he puts it back on them. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Verse 28, then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. Verse 30, the man answered, now that is remarkable. Now this guy's, this guy went from a blind beggar to, man, he's feeling, he's, he's feeling froggy. He's feeling strong here. And some of us, God's brought us from a place where we're blind beggars and nobody's going to kick us off that or we shouldn't let them. We should be bold. And he says, now this is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He's putting it right back on them. You know God doesn't listen to sinners. They didn't believe that God listened to sinners. That's what they were divided about. He listens to God the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. So he admits here that nobody had ever heard of somebody who was born blind ever being healed. It had never happened according to this guy. And they don't refute that. And to this, they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. And this is what the religion of condemnation does. This is the issue of saying that things go wrong because you do bad things. And this, this is what's wrong when we look at God as more of a punisher than a healer. Let's keep going here. This is firing me up. Oh, I'm not going to go there yet. I'm not going to go because Jesus hears about this and he comes back. And I think I want to do that tomorrow. I do. I want to do this tomorrow. Actually, no, I'm going to do it now. I'm going for it now. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? Verse 36. Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. So this guy is looking for the who healed me. Who healed me? And if you're listening to this right now and you've never believed in Jesus or you've never gone that route, or you've never really believed in God, I want you to look back at certain points in your life that you've, even ones that were bad, but you made it through and you shouldn't have, shouldn't have had to. Sometimes we don't even know why we make it through things. But when you start leaning in and discovering, you realize that God was with you the whole time. So this guy is asking, who is he, sir? Tell me and I'll believe. You know, you think about it. Who got me through this situation? Tell me and I'll believe. And then Jesus says, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Jesus reveals himself. I'm the one that healed you. And when you 
draw close to God and you look at your past and you realize what you've been through and it wasn't easy, but you realize who got you through it. It's like the, the, that poem footprints, right? In the time where there's only one footprint in the sand, it was him who carried you. You didn't even know it. Verse 38, the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment, I've come into this world so that the blind will see. And those who will see become blind. And some of the Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what, are we blind too? And Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Basically, you've seen God's glory. And a lot of times we see God move and we fail to acknowledge him. And because we fail to acknowledge him, we miss the opportunity that's in front of us. And I want you to see what happened happened here. What happened here was this man was healed on the Sabbath. This man was healed with a miracle that nobody had ever seen before. But the, the traditions of the Pharisees, the traditions of the Pharisees blocked them blinded them from seeing blinded them from seeing the traditions of the Pharisees made it so they couldn't see the miracle that was in front of them. And that's my prayer for you as we close up on our 1% is that you don't allow yourself to be blinded. Now I'm going to get into more of that tomorrow. We're going to, that's, that's what we're going to get into here tomorrow. But I want to I want to back up all the way to the beginning of this. I'll touch on the rest tomorrow. Is that this man never changed his story. God healed him, God set him free. And no matter what the world tried to say, no matter what excuses they wanted to come up with to say that this wasn't an act of God, he didn't waver. And he said, "No. Jesus has my back." Jesus did this for me. And I pray that same boldness over you as we come to this 1% and we're going to pray. Is that you would recall the times that God has brought you through. That you would trust in God just like this man did. And when, even when it seems like a weird way to follow him, you do what it, whatever it takes to walk by faith. To let God do what he did. And then you walk by faith and get your healing. And then when you get your healing, when the whole world wants to say, oh, you were just lucky. Oh, you, you know, you, you, you just, you, you did it all yourself. He said, no, God did that for me. I may have walked to the pool, but if I would have walked to the pool by myself, I would have just put water on my face. I would have been just as blind. I may have been refreshed. I may have felt a little bit better on a hot day. But I was once blind, and now I see. And that's what God wants to do in your life. Because there's areas of your life where you're spiritually blind, or maybe you have your eyes closed, and God wants to open your eyes in those areas and show you his majesty and his glory. And when he does, and your life changes, Give him the glory. Hand it all to him. Don't let anybody take that from you. 
because if he can do one miracle, he can do a million miracles. If he can do one miracle, there isn't a thing that he can't do. So when you begin to realize the miracles of God that are in your life, you begin to realize that all things are possible. Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are a miracle working God. Father, help us to understand the areas of our life where we are blind and we just pray. Just say, just pray to God. Say, God, open my eyes. Say, Jesus, open my eyes to see. And he's faithful to do it. And when he does, give him the glory. Let everyone know who opened those eyes. In Jesus' mighty name. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio. You're listening to The 1% Christian. And I will see you tomorrow as we close out John chapter 9. Invite someone to the stream. The Word of God changes people's life. Amen.